All right, um, if you see on your sheets, the first item is the, the finance update. Unfortunately, Mark Thompson had to uh, um, be away with a sick kid this morning. So uh, I'm just gonna run down a few things uh, with our budget. I'm gonna pass out, uh, here's our budget for this coming year. Give you a stack, you know, we're gonna some down the row. All right, so a few things just really quick. Um, last year, if you see, our budget was 85900 That works out to about 7200 a month. Um, our actual giving was 103000 So um, first off, thank you for being really generous. Um, like we uh, have exceeded expectations as it relates to giving. Um, so we, we really appreciate that. Um, you can see our spending was over budget by about um, 6000 a little over $6,000, um, which is uh, uh, it's about 7% over budget. About 5% of that, uh, at the end of the year, we looked at, we had this massive surplus. Um, and I say massive, I guess it, it feels massive. It was about $17,000 um, surplus for the year. Um, and so we decided that we were gonna use some of that to um, bless some of our partners, um, bless some of our families uh, in our body who were struggling. Um, and so we basically just um, sat at our elder meeting and made a list of all of our partner organizations. And um, we didn't just wanna give to the organization, we actually wanted to um, bless the people that are running those organizations that we are working and building relationship with. So, um, so we gave $150 gifts to um, just, uh, I, I think it was about 20 different people, um, including members of our body. Um, in some cases it was in the form of like a King Supers gift card. Um, in some cases it was uh, a gas card. It was, it was kind of based on need. Um, so, so a lot of that overspend there, um, where you see where we spent over budget, um, about 3,000 of that were just gifts to people we partner with and gifts to people in our body who are struggling. Uh, another thousand of that, so if you remember last time we talked, um, we talked about how we are drawing down uh, Cole and Caitlin Thomas. Um, so we're, um, we've been funding them at um, 500 a month for um, several years now. Um, their ministry to China um, has now come to an end. They're living in the States. Um, it looks a lot different. And so just with all of that transition with them, um, transitioning to a new church, becoming members there, um, it made sense for us to go ahead and draw down um, the amount that we were giving. Um, since we were doing that and since we had a surplus, we wanted to give them a year-end gift um, just to bless them uh, going into the coming year. So we, we sent them a gift for $1,000 um, in December. Um, and then we're talking through exactly what that drawdown will look like. If you see way down towards the bottom, um, item 5430, Colin, Caitlin, Thomas. Um, normally that's 6,000, right now it's, it's at 2,500 and the plan currently is to um, draw it from 500 a month um, down by $100 a month, or by $50 a month until you get basically to the end of the year. Um, and so then um, by the end of the year it'll be at zero, but it'll be a gradual drawdown as opposed to just you know, cutting them off. We've also communicated to them, like if they would prefer this amount, just in a lump sum right now, that would be more of a blessing. Um, we're just working with them to see what would work best. Um, uh, a couple things I really wanna highlight. Uh, the missional community support, you see 5150 
um, that's at $4,500. Last year it was uh, $2,000, so um, we increased it by a lot. We want to um, spend money where our values are. Uh, so included with, or actually not included with this, we generally every year get a grant from the Mile High Baptist Association. We're technically part of the Southern Baptist Convention and members of the Mile High Baptist Association. And one of the benefits is we can apply for grants um, that we would use to bless our neighbors. Okay, so um, they've got this whole form to fill out, but Andy, uh, Andy Metzger, is this, right, Andy Metzger, um, basically just says, um, just tell me, just, just fill it out every year and I'll write you a check. Um, and so they write us a check for $2,000 every year um, that we add to this missional community support. So we actually have around 6,500 um, to spend in the coming year on uh, missional partnerships. Um, we're gonna ask our MCs to brainstorm, like how can we um, you know, partner better with some of our organizations, with like Bridge of Hope or Project 127 or Severe Weather Shelter, um, Graceful Cafe, like how can we deepen some of those partnerships with the money that we've set aside, right? We want relational, um, we want relationships with these organizations, but we also have money that we want to um, expend in that direction. Then there's a new category right below that, 5155, that's care of body. Um, and, and you can see we set aside money there. Um, so this is something like, you might have something in your MC that has uh, an urgent need. Um, maybe it's getting to winter and they don't have winter coats. Maybe it's um, they don't have a ride, they don't have transportation, um, and there's, there's just nobody that is able to pick them up. Um, like we can, uh, we can send a lift for them. Um, you can text any of the elders and say, hey, so-and-so, um, you know, we can't organize a ride, but they really want to come. Um, we'll, we'll get their address, we'll order them a lift. Um, you know, there's, there's money set aside, like if, um, if your MC raises money to give uh, to someone um, in your community, we can match that. Um, or if it's just a sudden need, you don't have time to raise money, and it's, you know, I, th I think like last year it came up that there was somebody needed coats for their family. Um, and it was part of their mission, it was aligned with their mission, um, we want to be able to just do that. Okay, so there's money set aside for that, I want to make sure you guys are aware of that. <coughs> Uh, besides that, everything else is um, pretty much the same. Um, uh, Rob is going to talk a little bit. You see 5440 down towards the bottom, Soma Familia. Um, Rob's going to talk about that partnership with the church in Mexico uh, that we're really excited about. Uh, but we've designated some money uh, towards that partnership. And then um, uh, we've increased uh, just slightly there the finance committee. Um, has increased the uh, the amount that Rob and I get as a stipend. So um, we've uh, we've designated a two hundred dollar a month raise um, for that. Okay, so that's essentially where we're at. Any questions over finances or budget before we move on? I was just wondering about the honorariums because it. I, mean, I was just curious. It seems like we're having a lot of special speakers, so that yeah, so um, so a lot of the special speakers are are related to surge intensives. Um, so some of that money comes out of the surge budget. Um, some of it will come out of like adult equipping. So like the Michael Ware event that Bobby's going to talk about in a minute, um, that's going to come out of adult equipping. And we're also going to charge for it, so we're going to recoup some of that cost. Um, so <clears throat> anyway, yeah, all that to say. Honorariums, um, like uh, like Megan Magel is going to be with us this morning, and she declined the speaker fee, so we got her a fifty dollars target gift card. Um, so that's that's kind of where that's coming from. Um, but yeah, we do we have a lot of speakers. That cost is spread across multiple different categories based on um, 
what we're using them for. Um, but on occasion, we do just have somebody who's coming to preach for us in the place of one of the elders, and that's where honorary team is question. Anybody else? All right, uh, Bobby's going to come talk about uh, adult equipping, especially the next event that we have. Okay, well, good morning. Um, so last year for our, our adult equipping series, we went through how to read the Bible. Um, and I thought that was um, really uh, enlightening to figure out how to read the Bible in the life community, how to uh, read it as a big story. Um, and so this year, because it is a special 2020 election year, we thought... Um, that it would be really good for us to kind of work through what does it look like to have a kingdom perspective when it comes to politics. Um, one of the things that we do is we, is we typically filter out our political opinions through a partisan lens at times. Um, so what we wanted to do is, is we really wanted to lay a foundation of here are some of the kingdom values. What should it look like for Christians who are citizens of a heavenly kingdom, how do we filter politics through that lens? Um, so what we wanted to do is this year we have a, uh, a series on um, how do we look at politics as a way to love our neighbors um, and, a, and a way to love others. Um, that is what we believe politics is. It's a public love of our neighbors and public love of other people. Um, so, so that is kind of the foundation of what we want to do and we want to, and we want to head this off centered around um, the unity of the body, right? Um, there's gonna be a lot of different political leanings and opinions, and we fully understand that. Um, but we also wanna say, we love you. you we are family together. Um, so how can we talk through some of these things with, with that in mind, that we love you no matter our political leanings and differences? So one of the first things that, that we have coming up on February 5th, um, we have a guy named Michael Ware. And if you're not familiar with him, um, he, um, he was one of the youngest serving uh, White House staffers um, um, in modern history. He, leads, he helps lead a, a, an organization called the AND Campaign. Um, he writes for The Atlantic, Christianity Today, a handful of other organizations. And somehow we got him to come on February 5th and chat with, with us for a while. So we are super excited about it. Um, and one of the things that he's really going to talk about is um, one of the things in his book is he, he says, at root, politics is, a, is, a, is an avenue for us to show our love for our neighbors and love for the least of these. Um, so we want to come together and talk through um, some of these things and, and listen to folks who have done, who have done this, who have been in the, in, in the area of politics or been in the areas of these topics that we're going to discuss. So um, throughout the year, we have four different sessions. Um, I would invite you all to be there to try to make every effort you can. Um, Wednesday, February 5th from 6 to 8 is our first event. Um, and it's going to be at Arapahoe Community College uh, campus. Um, all of the instructions will be in emails and Facebook invites and things. Um, but we, we wanted to make this open to everybody. So invite people um, who you know would be interested. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. So um, I think that's it. Any quick questions on adult equipping this year. So it'll be more event-centered instead of like a Sunday school class? Yes. Because last year it was like a Sunday school It'd be class. like a mental health series, yeah. like quarterly like Wednesday morning. night, um, as well as some Sunday mornings too. Yeah. Right, right. right. Like we have a ramp up to that yeah. first event that's occurring like in the next, not starting next week. Next, uh, the 20th. With, with Derek yeah. Kelsey. 
he's starting and that like that's a surge event, but it but it actually also kicks off um, kicks off this as well. We're going to take several Sundays to just work through the idea of, a, uh, of what goes into a kingdom grid for looking at um, yep. looking at our our you know, our, our citizenship. So, so it's fun. <clears throat> Okay, um, I think it's all for me, so prayer. Yeah. Um, so some of our current equipping items that we're working through in the coming year. Um, today we have our mental health wrap-up. I really enjoyed the mental health series. I think it was really valuable. Um, I actually hadn't gone back and watched the lot because I was out of town for the last one. I finally went back and watched it um, and just really enjoyed ta- you know, hearing him talk about addiction and how addiction works and how... Um, you know, how you treat it and what that looks like. Um, so uh, we're going to wrap it up today. Megan Magel is going to be with us. A lot of our mental health series was directed outward at people we're serving. It, w- it was almost like, here's the kind of mental health issues you're going to run into in other people as you engage with the vulnerable uh, and oppressed in our communities. Uh, we also want to acknowledge, like, hey, there's mental health issues we ourselves struggle with on a regular basis. Um, and so Megan's going to be here. We're going to talk specifically about depression and anxiety. Um, and so I'm excited for her to come and share um, about that. Then, uh, like, like Bobby and Rob were saying, we're going to kick off our Kingdom Ethics series with Derek Kelsey. And then we'll have two Sundays leading up to that February 5th uh, event with Michael Ware where we're going to talk about uh, Kingdom Ethics and how we interpret um, like our, our, our national citizenship in light of our um, Christian citizenship. And then we're going uh, to jump into Ecclesiastes. Um, I'm really excited for that one. Uh, just learning a lot. I, I don't know that I've ever really studied Ecclesiastes since I came out of uh, fundamentalism. Um, and, and it's just a really interesting book to, to tackle um, once you have kind of a different grid for interpreting the Bible. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that one. Um, and then we, we get into summer fun. Uh, we don't have a big idea for summer fun yet. Um, so if you have any ideas for summer fun series, it's going to be five Sundays. Um, the first Sunday we, we're in the park um, and we just have fun. Um, and then five Sundays after that, we get together with all of the kids together. Um, last year, it was the Imaginarium, and the idea was we want to look at the creative ways that God reveals himself to us um, through nature, through culture, um, through each other, like all of these different things. So summer fun, um, we don't have that nailed down yet. If you have great ideas, we'd love to hear them. Um, and then we're going to finish the year uh, working through Matthew. One of the big things in Matthew is the idea of Jesus as king, and um, it just follows naturally from a lot of what we're talking about with kingdom ethics. Um, so that's where we're going uh, to finish the year. Um, any questions on any of that? Okay. Um, and then for the next section, all, all we really want to do is we want to take time to hear from the other MCs. Um, I know it's uh, sometimes it can feel maybe a little bit disjointed on, on hearing what's going on in some of the other missional communities. So we just want to take just a few minutes and get a quick update on what's going on with each of your MCs. So um, if we want to, if there's someone who wants to talk about your particular MC, feel free to go ahead. Anybody want to start? John? Um, Englewood MC, uh, we're targeting Bridge of Hope. Uh, so this year has been a 
an up and down year. Our moms uh, is a very different experience than the uh, the Thompsons MC has experienced. Our moms are a little more self sufficient, um, so we've had to work through what being neighbor um, and family with those folks has looked like. And I think it's been a good exercise for us as an MC uh, to work through that. One of our moms is slowly graduating out of the program, um, and the other one we're continuing to reach out to. Um, as an MC goes, we're finishing up. Um, Keller's Generous Justice, um, and over the next couple weeks we're going to be talking through where, um, what topics we want to talk about that help us stay on mission as a family. So RMC focuses the majority of our mission together collectively over at the Village Preschool behind us, and we fairly regularly have Debbie who um, works in their family partnerships office over there, um, and just is really aware of the needs within their school community. Um, so we regularly have her, fairly regularly have her into one of our Wednesday times, and she'll just share with our group where they're at, what's coming up next. So we kind of plug into their calendar as we can, um, and then just build relational capital um, through some of those events and then just sort of whatever she says that <laughs> like as things come up we kind of roll with it. So our next thing coming up over there is a multicultural night that they throw every year and they celebrate cultures around the world as it um, as mainly are represented within their um, within their school and there's several different um, cultures and they really just celebrate it. They bring foods from their from their country of origin. Um, a few of the teachers even have um, roots in different countries. So we'll go um, and we'll just celebrate with them. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. We have Littleton. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we, uh, we changed some of our rhythms a little bit in the fall, which I think that worked out really well. I really enjoyed the changes. Um, we're continuing to press into uh, working with those experiencing homelessness in Middleton um, through various avenues. So Graceville Cafe, Severe Leather Shelter, some of the primary ones. And then we also spent some time just uh, um, packing bags together. That was one, that was one of my favorite <coughs> times. You know, we just packed bags to pass out to people. The spring here. Um, well, we and, and severe other shelter has been interesting. It's been more of like praying for that network than it has been like being with them that much because of the way things worked out with the weather. Um, but uh, but I would say um, we did get to serve there a couple weeks ago, and um, I'll give an update on severe other shelter here in a minute or two with the networks. But uh, but yeah, we're going into the spring tonight. We're gonna <laughs> graceful uh, Heather Heather um, Heather asked us to help in maybe some more specific ways with one race national guest and it's probably going to take a little bit of brainstorming how that can work so mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to just you know I think the people in our MC have your ideas so. <laughs> 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 
Uh, yeah, I can share first. Um, yeah, I think we've we've kind of uh, been in a season of uh, like supporting each other through difficult foster care situations, um, and so you know RMC is um, is directed at the foster care adoptive community, um, and so just helping each other walk through some of those um, difficult situations that come up, um, and it's been really sweet to see. Um, like people support us, rally around us, um, the Lindos especially, um, and um, uh, and and also really sweet to see um, like the foster parents that lost their kids to foster care um, also be, start becoming family with us, and um, uh, you know that's been that's been a really beautiful thing um, to have like Amber come and, and babysit Aubriana for us on a regular basis and. Um, you know they they have that relationship and they love each other and um, it's been it's been it's been great um, and hard and um, complicated but um, but yeah that's uh, that's kind of where we're at we're looking forward in the coming year to um, maybe deepening some connections with collaborative um, and continuing to work with Project One Twenty Seven. Yeah. Good. Um, we're missing one, aren't we? Mark. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, we're with Bridget Pope and working with Suzette and Tanerica. Um, Suzette is uh, transitioning to a new job. She was working at a daycare uh, in Golden, which was close to Erica's school, and now she's going to another daycare right? in, in Arvada. And so she's starting that tomorrow. Uh, she's still going through some challenges and a lot of stress in the apartment. And and you know, she has a desire to just go back home down to the south. So uh consider your prayers on that. Yeah. And uh, just she's still having some challenges with her her boys still in prison and stuff. So mm -hmm. she's just needs needs prayer and just uh needs prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um can I just take like two minutes and pray for all the groups real, real quick? Yeah. Um, Jesus, we, um, we're just thankful for the areas of, um, the areas that we are, that you allow us to serve in. Um, we, we pray that you will allow us to be changed, um, as, as we serve, as we, as we learn different perspectives and hear from different experiences and, um, and, and realize, um, the brokenness that is both outside and within us. Um, will you just continue to use those to... Um, change us uh, to be to become more like you, uh, to be uh, more attentive to the uh, the situations that are around us. Um, open our eyes, uh, continue to heal wounds, uh, to continue to heal uh, hearts, and bring shalom into um, in, into the areas that 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 we are. Um, I'm thankful for all the groups and all the MCs as we continue to serve in this. In, in this, um, we pray that you will. Continue to bless our efforts and continue to change us to be like you. Would you say? Amen. Uh, just one other quick update as it relates, uh, especially to MCs. Um, uh, some of you know Dave and Judy Coates. 
Um, they, uh, they've decided to take a, a position. Dave has an opportunity to do counseling for Grace Chapel. Um, and so over the course of several months, um, they decided to make sense for them to go and transition their membership um, over to Grace Chapel. So we love them. They were great partners in the ministry. Um, we'll miss them. We're sad. Um, but we, you know, we hope for great things for them, and we believe that we'll continue um, good relationships in the future. So I just wanted, um, just wanted to let you know, uh, if you don't see them around, um, that's, that's why. The elders got to go over last Sunday and just pray with them, um, and kind of send them and, and talk to them, um, and just care for them as they go out. So anyway. Um, Solar Kids and Youth updates. Uh, so we, uh, for youth especially, we have a partnership with a bunch of other churches. And um, the interesting thing is, like, uh, Sola's been doing this for, I think, three or four years now. Um, and our partnerships have just gone up and down and um, have really lacked stability. So we started with Trailhead, and then they closed. And then we were working with Calvary Littleton. Um, and then they stepped away, and it was LCC, and then their youth person left. Um, and so we've got First Presbyterian, um, we've got LCC is probably still going to be part of it. Um, we've got uh, Wellspring Littleton um, that I think will be a really good partner. And we're working on uh, the neighborhood church over further west in Littleton, and they're going to join as well. Um, right now we're in the process of trying to get all these people together to plan out the next several months. Um, as we had kind of chaos and transition, um, uh, Eric and Jess ended up doing a lot of the planning, um, even when it wasn't necessarily their turn to plan the event. So we appreciate their work that they did, but we don't want them to have to do that um, indefinitely. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, one other item, we've got um, uh, a grant or a gift. Um, uh, designated for youth um, for a sizable amount um, and so we're really excited for what we're going to be able to do with that. Um, the elders, Rob's going to talk about um, a partnership with the church in Mexico and we're exploring the possibility of having our youth go with us and be a part of that and, um, and, and be able to enjoy that, being able to subsidize a lot of the cost of that. So um, that's kind of where, where youth is. They still do their youth discipleship. They've um, they're finishing up a, a, a study on the Apostles' Creed, um, and they're looking for uh, what's next. Um, and then they're enjoying, you know, the monthly activities. Um, the last activity we had, uh, like it was supposed to be with two or three other churches, and ultimately it was just our church. And we had like 20 kids there, um, and it was really cool, and it went really well. They had a lot of fun. So um, Eric and Jess are caring really well for our kids and uh, and doing a great job there. Any questions on, yeah? We, we, so we gave them a year-end gift. They were on the list um, for our year-end gifts. Um, and um, it's, it's something that, we're, that we would think about. Um, we, haven't, um, we haven't addressed it with them. Um, normally, uh, as, as deacons, like deacon is not a paid position. But to, at a certain point, it, it goes kind of beyond what we normally expect of a deacon. And so as it, if, if it like continues doing that, then we definitely want to step in and, um, and provide support. They have a significant budget, so like when they have kids over on Saturday more on, you know, once a month on Saturday mornings, um, we don't expect them to you know, cover any cost for that. Um, but yeah, we did, we did give them a year-end gift, um, and you know, we don't want them to feel unappreciated for really the, the massive amount of work that they're doing. That's a good question. Anybody else? Okay, so um, network updates. Um, 
you have a list here of some of the networks that we partner with. So I'll just kind of talk a little bit about, about each one for, for just a second. So Loving is actually a newer partnership that we have, um, and they're more local. Uh, um, there's about 30 different churches that are partnered with Love Inc. And what Love Inc. does is it provides uh, support to the vulnerable in various ways, whether it's uh, resources. Um, they've got uh, something called the Clearing House, where it's kind of like an emergency hotline where people can call and get connected uh, right away with, with emergency needs that, that may be there. Um, I think one of the things that we're um, exploring most closely is the impact, um, the impact program. So what the impact program, in fact, as I presented it to some of the people that we work with in RMC, they were like, oh, that sounds like adulting one-on-one. I could really use that. <laughs> um, that's kind of what the impact program is. It's uh, from a Christian perspective, but it's, it's about uh, personal finances and good habits and setting boundaries and relationships uh, things like that, that, you know, uh, folks that have been on the streets for, you know, uh, the majority of that. I mean, I think some of the ones that we grew up with, or we uh, work with, are, are fairly young, and so they've been on the streets for the majority of their becoming adults, um, from the time they were teenagers to, you know, where, they're, where they are now, and then um, they didn't have, even when they were at home, they didn't have people that were doing these sort of things, so I think, uh, um, uh, they they have their class the impact classes uh, regularly like on a on a schedule so as you run across people in your missional communities that can use that sort of support I think what it is is leaning into what's already there instead of all of us having to come to come up with uh, a budget class for someone we can support someone and walk alongside them and continue like our relational push while someone who is like in a position of teaching. Uh, teaches them that sort of thing. So I, I think it works out um, really well from a number of angles. So we'll continue to press uh, into um, into Love Inc. I think we also bring a different flavor to their pool of churches that are there. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the way we can contribute and encourage and help the churches that are around us uh, here. So. Loving was actually instrumental in starting one of the other networks that in, that we mentioned here, so Severe Weather Shelter Network. Um, our missional community presses into that most, uh, the most of, among our uh, among our church here. But what, what they are is uh, a severe weather shelter when um, when it's 30 degrees or at freezing with precipitation, or 20 degrees without precipitation. So on those nights when it's most cold uh, and most dangerous. They have various locations that are open on rotation. Um, we got to, we, we take Sunday nights when uh, when when a specific location is on call. So right now there's three locations, and they could really use a lot of prayer, both for um, for uh, people who would be willing to staff at those different locations, as well as more locations. Um, in fact, they've had to operate. Uh, essentially with only two locations for this whole season because the city of Inglewood decided kind of at the last minute to to shut down the operation at the Spirit of Hope location up in Inglewood and so um, and that's been a real struggle and I mean I would just you know without condemnation for for people that are around us I would just really love if, if some of the other churches in our area that have facilities would get the burden to use their facility in this way um, uh, there's hundreds of churches in the south here, uh, and there's there's two.
two functional locations right now. So if you know of someone and say, hey, you know, <laughs> would you consider, please be an advocate um, for Severe Weather Shelter. But uh, I, we love the ministry they're doing. Um, North Littleton Promise is something that we're beginning to explore. North Littleton Promise uh, work is a nonprofit that uh, is faith-based, and they work with uh, settling immigrants and refugees in our area. Um, it's one of those things where if we had a missional community ready to go, that would be the kind of thing we would like to send to eventually. We don't yet, so we're starting to build relationships with, uh, with staff and leadership there to uh, explore partnerships in the future. And then even as, because all our stuff overlaps, you know, we, the people that are here are the people that are here. When we, when we come across neighbors that need help, if, if that could be a resource so, uh, in your missional communities, we want to push in that way too. So we're still discovering more about what that, what, what the, what that partnership is going to look like. Um, Project 127, Mark and Chas continue to partner with them in their missional community and have opportunities to, to teach and be influential in training other foster parents. Um, as well as uh, get support, so so we come alongside them uh, as an organization. Um, and then, uh, so the two last ones that I want to mention are just SOMA and SBC. The reason why I mentioned those last is because they're less local and more national. Um, we have really tried to, I don't want to say take a step away from network partnerships that are more national, but in some senses, yes, I think they, they can be distractions uh, from your local uh, mission. But um, these are two organizations where we have found continued, uh, continued encouragement locally um, and not pulling away nationally, if that makes sense. So, I'll, and I'll tell you how. So Mile High Baptist uh, Association, there's many churches in that association that are not, they're, they're not philosophically like us. But they're people that love Jesus, and they um, they give lots of money and have lots of money, and so we can take that money in a grant every year and uh, and and use it, and and that's like that's a grace. I think that's a huge grace. Also, uh, Mile High Baptist is run by uh, the Mile High Association is chaired by um, Andy Metzger, part of uh, part of Summit Church in Denver, and they are very much like us, um, and so he uh, he has he has helped us. Um, uh, begin to make some connections with other pastors. So there's actually a pile of other pastors that are part of the Mile High Association that are either minority or immigrant-led, um, and they're they're uh, bivocational. They don't show up to the meetings because they don't have time to, just like us, you know. Uh, so um, so we're we're looking to we're, we are still exploring how we can get to know uh, a section of the Mile High uh, Association that we have not yet got to know. We're loving their neighbors really well. Um, so that's a blessing all the way around uh, to be a part of that association. Um, and then SOMA. So SOMA, the SOMA family of churches, um, the, uh, as you know, you probably know, like they're very um, influential in, in the way we do what we do here in the sense that um, uh, the missional community, I don't want to call it a model, but, um, but, but that way of organizing your church was uh, piloted. Um, in the U.S. by, uh, by uh, very much by some of the leaders of SOMA. Um, so we're grateful for that um, for that organization in many different ways. They've helped with our uh, with our growing up in a sense. Um, uh, at the same time as we are kind of unique 
among the Soma family as well. So we continue to receive uh, good encouragement from them on a leadership level. We also have local partnerships with uh, other Soma family people. So James and Amy Weave are part of the Soma family of French. And then as part of that too, um, we just, their uh, Soma Familia or Familia Soma uh, recently came on the scene and it's a, a guy named uh, Atanasio who is planting in Lyon, um, Mexico. And, uh, and he is part of like the West region, which is what we're part of. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, so we've got to interact with him initially in a couple of calls, but then um, as we thought about it together as leadership, we thought, you know, some of the things he was saying, we found a real resounding heart. He, he was, he's the son of, uh, he was brought here by his parents to the US, to California um, uh, when he was nine. And uh, I believe he's DACA. Um, if I understand right, he uh, he he um, he could have stayed in the U.S., but he decided he wanted to go back to Mexico to be influential there in planting churches um, and letting Jesus' story be known there. And he was told you'll you'll not be able by a lawyer you'll not be able to come back. That's a one-way ticket. So um, he understood that. So he kind of like is in that kids of immigrants. Uh, category, and um, and we thought that uh, we thought that yeah, that would be beneficial for us, given the demographic that we have here in Denver, uh, for us to be able to learn from from him, especially because he understands our culture, he understands uh, uh, his uh, the Mexican culture that he's a part of now, and um, has some unique ways to speak in. But as we as we talked as well, he said you guys actually have some unique ways to speak into us too, because. He said the majority of the leaders that he's working with there um, bemoan the fact that they're not full-time paid uh, uh, to, you know, to be um, um, pastors or, or whatever. Uh, and, he and he said the reality is um, that's never going to be sustainable here. So, so if, if you, he said as opposed to giving money to our church plant, if you guys thought you could take some time to come down and spend time with us, and help equip our leaders to, you know, see their the way they've been given to be like provided for financially is part of their shepherding. You know, is is like crucial to you know. Uh, and our hearts are definitely in that as as all of us pastors here, part of the leaders of Sol of Sola, are full time uh, employed outside of Sola. Um, so we love that thought. So as we started thinking about it, we've been putting together. Um, um, uh, hopefully a trip uh, likely in the fall this year um, to go spend some time with uh, Atanasio and his, and his leaders down there and we also we haven't got like the full you know details of what that's going to look like yet but we're also inviting others to be a part of a part of that who want to go um, who want to go and participate in that sort of thing because uh, I think it's a mutually encouraging and, and equipping time that with them, so um, we aren't planning to just piggyback the teens on it and make a teen mission trip out of it. We're wanting to be purposeful about it, um, but we think it can be very useful, especially given one of the things that Atanasio said. I'll finish right here, but one of the things Atanasio said was that probably um, he said that the first generation immigrants in uh, in, in the U.S. Um, are very uncomfortable with being part of American churches. It's because of the cultural differences. 
And so my, my first question was like, well, how can we overcome that? Like, how can we, how can we like be welcoming so that we can learn from them, they can learn from us, we can be together? And he said, he didn't say give up on them, but he said you should probably focus most of your attention on their kids. Um, that their kids are people without a country because they're not accepted by American culture because they're the kids of immigrants, but they're also not accepted by Mexican culture, whatever culture they came from, because they're, they're Americans. So, uh, so I think that a team trip could be extremely valuable in considering that second generation. Uh, you know, uh, and we may even want find people, wind up learning from our teams how to reach the second generation, you know, so, um, so I, I really love all of that. So, that's networks. Any questions about networks? Yes. I'll just, I mean, as someone who has taught ESL and so has worked with the second, or the, the, those kids who are kind of without a home, without a culture, I, I really do think that it isn't just ignore them, but these parents have come to give their kids a better life. Mm. And yeah. so by loving their kids, you are loving, loving them. them. Yeah. And, and you are caring, you are providing inroads and you're off you are you are you are caring for them and I think that that's yeah I just wanted I, I saw that as I taught yeah. in how I interacted with the parents yeah that's that's insightful yeah thank you that's really good anyone else yeah where's where's it located Leon Leon Mexico okay it's like west central yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really cool too. Jessica Stitcher, uh, Jessica Stitcher flew into Leon. I don't know how many of you know she spent like a week in. Be just she she's like felt this tug that she's gifted in languages, and so she spent a week in Mexico just being immersed in the uh, language and culture there to start exploring that. And then at the same time, it was like we like shortly after that we got this call with uh, Atanasio. It was like wow, I wonder, you know, with that and North Littleton Promise, we're beginning to make. I just wonder, I don't know, I'm just excited about the future of Solar Church and where, where things you know, might go. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, just uh, to wrap up a few quick uh, upcoming events. Uh, like I said, next week, Derek Kelsey is going to be with us. He's the pastor uh, at Embassy Church. Um, Michael Ware, February 5th, that's a Wednesday event. February 8th is our next youth activity, and we'll get details on that pretty soon. Uh, March 8th, Jim Mullins will be out. That's another surge intensive. Uh, so we're looking forward to having Jim. He's uh, down in Tempe um, at Redemption. Is that what it's called? Um, and he just he just wrote his first book, um, Symphony of Mission, um, that we're excited to get a hold of. And then March 15th, we're working with Matt Sorens. Matt Sorens is uh, the executive director of World Relief. Um, and so he was going to be in town to do um, a session on immigration. Um, and North Littleton Promise was partnering with him to do that. Um, and so they reached out to us and said, hey, he's here on Sunday and we're looking for a church for him to speak in. Would you guys be interested? Um, and we said, yes, absolutely. We would love that. Um, and so we're excited to have Matt Sorens come out as well. Um, uh, one other item, uh, it's kind of an upcoming event. I just wanted you to be aware of. Um, as we went through membership with uh, last year uh, with a, kind of a host of people, um, we found that a lot of, and I think it was Tim and Liz that pointed this out um, to us, that like our... Our documents um, didn't re reflect very well who we were. 
right? Um, so what was written down in like the covenant and the constitution and the doctrinal statement, um, they weren't really accurate reflections of who we are as a church. Like if you looked at our documentation and then were with us for a while, there's kind of a disconnect. So we've set aside some time in April um, for our elders to go away and, um, and just sit down and discuss and rewrite and align and, and do a lot of that work so that um, we're not presenting one thing on paper and a different thing person. So uh, we heard that feedback. I think that was really good feedback and we're, um, we're going to uh, set aside some time to, to do that. So um, any questions before before we go? All right, Bobby, would you mind praying for yeah. us and we'll head out. Uh, Jesus, we, we fully submit all of these plans and uh, this year to you uh, because we know that we can plan, we can, um, we can work, but you will direct these steps and you will um, cause these things to come to fruition. So we, we pray your will be done. Um, this is your church. Um, we pray that you will continue to build it up. We thank you for um, uh, the, uh, the generosity. Um, we, we thank you for um, just the, uh, the areas where we can influence and, and, and we can learn from. Um, we pray that all of this will be done because you know, um, because we know you loved us first, and so now we can we can love our neighbors and love others. Um, so we're thankful. Uh, pray that you'll just bless the service and the gathering this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.